Hi friends, welcome back to another episode of God Girl on a Mic. I am your host, Yvette, and today I have two really cool people with me. I'm so excited because I am just, I don't know, when I think about you guys, my, my heart just like, Aww. I don't know. I love you guys so much. Um, but yeah, they are friends. They are um, a married couple. And they, yeah, family, family. Um, they're also my pastors, which is so cool, like, I love that. Like, I'm in your house. Y'all are never getting rid of me. But <laughs> without further ado, I'd like um, Shayla to intro herself first. Hello, everybody. My name is Shayla. <laughs> uh, super excited to be here. Thank you, Yvette, for asking us to be on your podcast. I'm excited. Always welcome. Why she sound like a lot of this <laughs> program to take over the world? It's, it's her. Hello, everybody. It's her YouTube. It's I her YouTube, it's my YouTube voice. <laughs> oh, speaking of YouTube. Oh, um, sure. Yes. Um, I have a YouTube channel uh, called Junk Drawer Mom. And um, I enjoy sharing my experiences about motherhood, um, all of the growing that definitely have had to do <laughs> challenges and just um yeah encouraging other women young moms all that stuff so yeah the one thing i will say about your channel is like at first i was like oh i don't know if i'll be able to relate but i wanted to support but that is yeah that channel is it's helpful i'm just like this is a stage of my life that i'm not in yet but i get to see the insight from like somebody else's point of view who's been through a lot of it so yeah come through cuz subscribe subscribe to the channel and then we have um pastor rodney over here rodrigo rodrigo no uh what's up everybody uh my name is rodney and uh i am a first and foremost a follower of jesus a child of jesus um i'm a husband I'm a father. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention uh, We have four I, kids, and they be... Mm. Yeah, four human beings, bro. And they are a handful. All you need to do is babysit them once. That's it. Yeah. Babysit them once, and you will think twice about uh, bringing offspring into the world. Uh, but no, I mean, they are a huge part of my story. They're a huge part of who I am today. And I happen to be a pastor uh, of a beautiful, growing church called One Shot Church, and uh, and it's, a, it's just a blessing to know that I'm um, walking in purpose and uh, being a blessing to people along. Yeah, the way. One Shot. Shout out One Shot. I feel like I don't know. I just love even the concept of like what we were talking about earlier about how you guys see the church going and where it is like it encourages me because it's like you can do church differently than how it's been done like in western culture it's just nice speaking of um today we are talking about church hurt so i feel like you guys if anybody are two of the best people to do that with because you guys have been through a lot not just like together but like separately and in the church like you guys have been serving for a really long time and I just feel like you guys have some wisdom that <laughs> you guys can um give to us um I guess my first question would be is like within the church community when did you guys I guess separately or together realize that like 
you were actually hurt like in church like when was there like was there a moment where you like you had to step back and you're like oh wow like this hurts can i say this before we answer uh i apologize for the offspring that you will hear in the background this is a part of the chaos that we were talking about earlier but go ahead uh beautiful lovely wife Um, closer like you can start serving in church and like everything is fantastic right like you're like oh I'm so excited to be here and like you know you're getting closer to people and then like you get closer to people (laughs) and you start to realize like okay the people that I looked up to and I wanted to serve with they not all the way together like that you know and like you you really get to see like working in ministry is really messy because you're dealing with people and so there are things especially like being a young person like you know I started really I mean I've been in church all my life but I didn't really get heavily heavily involved in ministry until I was probably like 13 so being like a teenager this young kid that doesn't really know you know hardly anything or people thought I didn't know anything you know um, and you're working with adults who are in their like 40s and their 50s and they look down to you because they look at you as some little kid that doesn't have any value and so when that is the culture it becomes very easy to um I guess have a hard time differentiating like I'm doing this service to God versus trying to prove yourself to other people that like you're good enough to be in that space you know yeah no no yeah it did and I think like even what you're talking about where it's like it's interesting because it's like it made me think of like how you have this ideal of like how it's going to be like Mm -hmm. I like what you said like serving in ministry is messy and I feel like we have this ideal it's like oh like you know I'm just gonna serve God and whatever like everything's just gonna be flowers and roses but you forget that you're dealing with people and that's what ministry is like spreading the gospel to people with people you know and it's just like dang when you put that in there it's just like do i do i i don't know if i want to do this this is like a little bit more complicated than i was expecting you know yeah i think too uh the vulnerability that it takes uh with yourself and with other people is is huge because sometimes we can be blinded by our own mess don't think we're messy we don't think that we uh, contribute to dysfunction or that we contribute to hurt or pain or um, uh, frustration that people may experience so I think that uh, seeing ourselves as a part of that is is helpful because you know you'll realize that like hey I'm not perfect there's spots in my life that I don't see there's the ways that I react that can cause greater dysfunction and um just knowing that no matter where you go no matter where you run to you go with yourself and as long as there are other people around you there's opportunity there's there's opportunity for dysfunction for uh disagreement for disconnection frustration um is just a part of being a human being yeah i think that's so good like one of the questions i was going to even ask you guys is like what ideas did you guys wrestle with like 
as you're going, like, what do you think, like, you wrestle with as you're going through, like, these hurt experiences? But even that is, like, you come to this, you may come to this realization that it's, like, yo, like, I'm not everything that I thought I was. Like, there are a lot of areas where I need to fix myself. It's, like, it's forget about, like, the outward aspect. It's, like, what about the inward aspect of me, like, Mm -hmm. not being able to communicate fully with someone? And, you know, when somebody says, like, I don't agree with your idea, it's, like, all of a sudden I'm angry, you know, it's like, Mm -hmm. what's going on there? Or instead of talking to that person or dealing with that problem with that person, you know, going and talking to somebody else who is far removed from that problem, who can't solve the problem. But it's just like, you know, just that's what I mean, like really because that's what I did. Right. You know, there were issues that I had. But instead of really going and confronting the person, I might go and talk to somebody who has no ability or authority to change anything about it, which is gossip, you know, um, and which can quickly lead to slander because I may be saying things about this person's character. I may be making. Yeah. And I'm changing the viewpoint of that person to another person without that person that I have the problem with being able to defend themselves. And guess what? I may not even have the whole story. I may be assuming things about this individual that are uh, completely false and i've done that before where i've had assumptions about what people are thinking and feeling and why they did something and and i was completely wrong and then there were times where yeah i was 100 percent right like yeah, dude was tripping or, 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 or homegirl right. was tripping 100 percent was right so yeah that's like what you even said about like how you confide into somebody else like other than that person that just shows like that there's no trust between like whatever leadership was happening there which is like so i think that's pivotal to church hurt is like you don't trust the people that you're working with or like the people that you're um at church with in general it's like because even in like whatever instance that is it's like if you were able to go and speak to that person directly that shows like i'm comfortable with confronting you i'm comfortable with like telling you what's going on and like knowing that coming from a place I think even we as a team we're talking about like coming from a place of love is like even like correction we know that okay if Shayla tells me something about maybe something that I did I know she's coming from a place of love and it's not going to um what's the word like in, instill like fear or hurt but it's going to like maybe maybe I'm uncomfortable with it, but it, it's coming from a place where I can know it's like, OK, cool. Like I can work on this. I can grow. And like the people that are with me are coming alongside me to help me do that. No, I was just going to say, you know, love. One of the reasons why hurt like we, we've all been hurt before, but there's levels to it. Right. There's degrees of hurt. And if you think about even just being hurt by your parents, a lot of times the breach of trust or and, and that could be something that they said to you that was painful that hurt your feelings that caused you not to trust them in the same way um, caused insecurities and walls to be to be raised up like that is what makes the the hurt that we experience within church and like I said not just church but this is in every area of area of life like that breach of trust is huge because I think it communicates what it communicates to us is um, I don't know if you really love me like that you know what I'm saying and 
when there is that love or when you know you have that love which is why the only way to get beyond the hurt is to bring it into the open so you can heal and you do that respectfully you do that with dignity and uh, but you can't do that with everybody because not everybody's willing to bring the the hurt to the open and that hurts too but but it's a different kind of hurt it's more of a hurt that's like um it's almost pity for the person because it's like yo like we should be able to talk this through we should be able to work this through but you know what i can't force that on you so served in uh, our music ministry for a long time and I was working with another person and it was just like we constantly were just butting heads all the time and I was just so frustrated and it was like there were things that I would do you know that rubbed her the wrong way and there were things that she did that rubbed me the wrong way and then like everybody else on the team can see like y'all beefing you know but nobody wants to talk about it so finally we we actually sat down and talked and yeah. it was it came out like it's something it was a it was an external problem that were affecting us in different ways and we ended up taking it out on each other and like we just sat there and like cried and was like you know apologize to each other because it's like you don't a lot of times you don't have the full story you know um and when you when you think about church hurt like Rodney said there are different levels to hurt i think some people it's my ego was hurt because you know you did something to me that overshadowed my leadership or like made you look better than me you know made me feel insecure about myself so that's like ego hurt but then there are other times where it's like no this person legit hurt me I opened my life to you and then you cut me off and I like am no longer talking to you or like I moved on because they're I mean people leave churches all the time or they go into like God's called me to somewhere else and this happens so much I hear so many people say this like I you know I went to a different I started going to a different church and everybody else from my previous church cut me off Mm. and so like what does that say about our relationship was all of that fake you know and so that's I think that is a major pillar when you have the discussion about church hurt like what Rodney said do people really love me you know I can't trust you with myself I can't open up because I'm afraid of going through that or people abandoning me when I you know make a different choice other than what you wanted me to make yeah that's so good every time I hear like people talk about why they leave a church it's like because of some some level or some layer of church hurt and it just makes me think like dang like there are so many people that are affected not even just in leadership but like it bleeds into every like every single person you know and then you have people left with like this feeling of I'm I don't need church I'm good I have Jesus and I have the I don't have to I don't have to be I you know what I um I think I told you this I was at the phone store getting my phone fixed and I was talking to the guys there and I said you know uh do you believe in Jesus? And when well, no, I think I, I don't know if I said, do you believe in Jesus or are you a Christian? I think I said, do you believe in Jesus? And then I said, do you go to church? Mm-hmm. And so then he, that's what it was. I said, do you go to church? And he was like, um, well, do you have to be, do you have to go to church to be a Christian? Like that was his first thing. Cause he was like, I don't mind 
he's like, I don't mind. Like, I'm a Christian, but I don't have to go to church to be considered a Christian mm-hmm. because I don't like what church represents, you know. And yeah. so many people have had horrible experiences when it comes to like the body of Christ and the church entity, you know, with our generation and older, we grew up like, well, if I had a question, you know, it's like, well, that's just how it is. Like, no, you don't get your questions answered. That's, you just do it because that's, you, because you're a Christian. And so people get turned off by that. I mean, there are so many. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's interesting is like, even thinking about church, it's like, when I think about church, I think about like, I think we were talking about this a while like a couple sermons ago when we were watching it's like I think about the institution I think about the building I don't think about the people and the relationships that are like potentially there I think about you know sitting in a uh, like being a number sitting in a chair hearing a p- pastor preach and then going home I don't think about that relational aspect and I think that's so like important and I don't I don't think Jesus like meant for church to be especially I don't I don't believe he meant for church to be what it looks like here in like America but it's just like people get so caught up with like oh we just need numbers we need people to come we need money and it's like what about the relationship what about the heart you know um I think my last question is since you guys are now pastors of your own church one shot um, I want to know, I guess, taking everything that you guys have learned um, and experienced throughout the years in leadership, what do you feel like um, is, I don't, I'm trying to formulate this question, like, not that one shot is better than any other church here, but obviously it's here for a reason. So what do you feel like, I guess you've learned that you can apply um, through your hurt church hurt experiences like in your leadership team and just loving people uh, I think one of the things that that we've we vowed to to be was is transparent and vulnerable um, as leaders because I think that what Shayla mentioned before ego hurt uh, is one of the main triggers within an institution it's like in any institution in the corporate sector in the corporate world you know if you say something negative in a meeting about the ceo or the boss or whatever it's like no i ain't gonna say that because that's gonna cause a riff or whatever but if the boss was transparent and vulnerable and like yo i don't have it all together like now it makes it easier for the truth to come out and we don't fall in love with um personas or or uh, a false presentation of people we should really be falling in, falling in love with the real person but often too many times we're so afraid to be ourselves so we put out this false narrative of ourselves hoping that people will fall in love with us but we're never falling in love with you we're falling in love with a false image of you a false perspective okay, of you sociologist hey, i'm out here because you know what i'm saying but um and i've lived it so i found it to be and it's draining to live that way yeah it it's draining to live within someone else's box or it's draining to to just try to keep up something that isn't you it's not difficult to be you yeah it's easy to be you and i think that over the years like now i'm i'm 33 and i'm kind of like yo i'm beyond that like if you don't like me 
or if I'm not your cup of tea, that's cool. Let it not be because I'm a jerk or, or I just don't love people or I'm not respectful, but let it just be because you don't vibe with the way I carry myself or whatever it is or, or, or the, you don't like the music I listen to, whatever yeah. it is. Let, let it be something like that. Um, but I think that as a church specifically, we've, we've de- we've, we decide to die on the hill of vulnerability and transparency and not only hey right right hiding is overrated and here's another thing that the reason people say because let me know if i'm getting on a tangent but people say you know why why do you guys call yourself one shot church we we call ourselves one shot church because we are trying to call out the the truth that stares us all in the mirror every day it's time is moving you're getting older and guess what you don't have forever to live so that must mean that there is meaning to your life that time is significant and there's something that you need to become and do and now the question is how do we get there do we get there by pretending no do we get there by hiding no we only can get there by a sincere belief and trust and faith and uh, we we believe that to be in jesus and we can only get there by sincere trust and faith in community in belonging so here's where it gets messy though in order to in order to do all of this it's got to take a community of people who say you know what i'm messy you're messy and the closer we get to one another the more we're going to begin to see that mess but here's where the belief comes in I believe that my mess and my sins are judged and condemned at the cross. So now I can see you not covered in your sin, not covered in your mess, but I can see you the way Jesus sees you. And you can see me the way Jesus sees me. And even though we find ourselves weak, even though we find ourselves doing things or saying things that that may be hurtful i can still love you because i'm not i know that what you've just displayed is not really you but i can love the you that jesus shed his blood for you to become and then that's how we become that's how we call out the great the greatness in all of us is because we know we're not defined by our low act you know, and we're all going to have low acts. Me as the pastor, I'm going to have low acts. My wife sees all of me. She sees all of my flaws. And um, the fact that she still loves me and wants to follow me gives me so much courage. You know what I'm saying? And and I can give that grace back unto her. Yeah, I mean, I think just what you said, um, you know, the us being transparent, I think, and you know, when I say hiding is overrated, like that, it it is being your truest, authentic self and not being um, afraid to show that. And like as leaders, you give that, um, yeah, the permission for the rest of your leadership team, for the rest of your church to be themselves as well. And, you know, there's, there's such beauty in that, like, and the commitment to, say like I'm gonna walk with you through this like I'm not going to abandon you because Jesus doesn't you know and as leaders like we are called to put what we want aside and you know our own gain and 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 all that stuff and say like I'm gonna 
put that away and I'm going to serve you in this area and I'm going to walk with you in this area and as you do that like God honors the humble and you know he will bring you what you need as you serve someone and learning to work through hurt is one of the healthiest things you can you can learn because I think that like we we want to avoid hurt at all costs you know no one like I don't at least I don't enjoy being hurt but there's so much that you learn about yourself that you learn about people that you learn about God in the midst of that hurt that makes you healthier and so now I've gotten to a place and I have not arrived by any means but I've gotten to a place where God has helped me so much through the hurts that I've experienced in my life going all the way back from my childhood you know growing up without a father feeling like I was abandoned you know going through so many different things being hurt at my previous church that was my only church right that was the only church I've ever been to ever I grew up there and to be hurt so severely it did it could have made me bitter right we've heard this before it could have made me bitter but instead it made me better but it only gets better when you decide to heal if you don't decide to heal you can't take that bitter experience you can't take that 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 hurtful painful experience and derive health from it to help other people to become healthy you know and you perpetuate the cycle and i don't want to do that i think like one of the other things even as you guys are talking is like it's it's so like um unheard of to have authenticity just breathe through every part of like the church and allowing people to be like this is who I am like you are you willing to accept me you know just everything that I am I'm not perfect and I think like remembering that even though like it's inevitable that that people are going to hurt you like it happens every single day it's going to for the rest of your life but knowing that like Jesus is there in the midst of that and it's like even though you have imperfect people you have a perfect Jesus right and with say that again (laughs) with that like Jesus covers every aspect of what you are not and what these people are not and just because somebody hurts you doesn't mean that they're not worth it because if Jesus called them to be worth it then they're worth it regardless of what your feelings say regardless of like how you're feeling in the emotions or whatever that experience was like they are important you are important like you need each other regardless of people who are like yeah I can just do church I can just do this thing alone I'm just like I don't trust you like I don't I don't believe that you're hurt like that's coming from a very hurt place that's coming what you really want to say what I believe people want to say when that happens is like people have hurt me and I don't trust you it's not that you can't do it it's not that you can do it alone you you can't do it alone because you weren't you know studies have proven studies have shown isolation is detrimental to the human psyche you you we were not created the fabric of our being we are social beings why we were created to be that way and so to to and and here here here's another thing if, if that is your perspective, then you better get comfortable changing friends, changing people that are around you, because somebody's going to hurt you. And, it, and it, if, if you get hurt by a particular friend and you just cut that friend off and you I'm going to go find me another one and then that friend hurts you and I'm going to cut you. 
Be prepared to have the most shallow life and the most shallow relationships yeah. you can imagine. But the, the richest and the deepest relationships you will have will be relationships that you've experienced hurt, disagreement, pain, discomfort, but yet you still love one another and you are still faithful to one another. Those relationships are life-giving and they are few and far in between because only because of this one reason. That individual happened to be committed to the same thing you were committed to. That's good. And that is like, yo, I'm here for you. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. We're going to fight. We're going to hurt each other, but I'm not going anywhere. But there's so many people, the moment you make me uncomfortable, the moment you disagree with me, you frustrate me, you hurt me, I'm done with you. And that's our culture. Yeah. Like we're in this cancel culture. And really the cancel culture is, is a, it's a, it's a self-defense mechanism to pain and discomfort. Yeah right you make me uncomfortable you what you said makes me uncomfortable so i'm gonna cancel you mm. and like i don't even when you're saying that like it makes me think of that video that y'all did when you guys were newlyweds and you had your like first argument mm -hmm. and then you guys were arguing and you were like but i would still love you though yeah, shut it down like that is <laughs> shut that thing down people don't do that yeah. like it's just like i'm gonna just leave you know you do you and i'm gonna do me and it's like even with myself i've had to like struggle with that i'm just like i don't like when it gets uncomfortable i don't like confrontation and it's just like and there, i think people need to understand the difference between being uncomfortable and something being toxic mm, like yeah. Yeah. because you can you can work through being uncomfortable because you're just like you know you're uncomfortable but like at a certain point it does get to be unhealthy yeah and or like abusive. yeah and, or abusive you know i just wanted to point that out no like, no that's good no i mean we were we were in situations where the environment was toxic and it's like an abusive relationship i used to never understand when specifically women right like if you're in an abusive relationship and your your partner is beating on you or hitting i'm like why in the world are you still staying in that relationship until i experienced an abusive relationship not necessarily in a physical sense but it was in um it was it was it was related to church and I'm and then I step back and I realize like, yo, that was me. Like I could have seen this is toxic. This is this isn't healthy for me at all. Why am I still participating in it? Yeah. Why am I still around? So now I understand like the, the difficulty in sometimes either stick staying in situations that you shouldn't be staying in because of the hurt or knowing like, hey, this is hurtful but I know ultimately is helpful. And so I'm going to stay. And I think that that, that needs to be discerned yeah. by prayer, <laughs> community, people in your life. They need to be able to ask you tough questions about the yeah, situation that you're in. Yeah. And maturity, yeah. Like, it's just, it's, it's imperative now more than ever that we become mature. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it just that. is there are a lot of people who are just petty and they're fine with being petty but like Rodney said when you do that like be prepared to have a really shallow life like and not be fulfilled in any of your relationships to be lonely like it is it is what it is and I liken it to you know a marriage like we've been married almost 12 years and surely there have been things that we've done to hurt each other but it's like we're still here yeah and we're stronger or even like you know even if you can't relate to the marriage thing you know like working out 
when you exercise, your muscles tear. That trash hurts, bro. I be sore. Right. Like I do not want to go through it. Like, but as they heal, as the as the muscle fibers here heal, they get stronger. And like when you are going through a situation where somebody has offended you or somebody has hurt you, specifically within the body of Christ, like that is a tear. But as you press through, as you, you know, become vulnerable with them and like really work through it, those muscle or those fibers, you know, the the fabric of your relationship is getting stronger and you're just building and growing deeper and deeper in relationship. And that's what Christ wants for us to be knit together. And that's maturity. Mm -hmm. And age doesn't dictate that. Because listen, I've been around older saints people who have been walking with Jesus older saints you feel me people that have been walking with Jesus longer than I've been alive but yet don't have that kind of maturity they they can't say I'm sorry that's really sad it's hard for them to say you know I I was wrong I I was wrong I hurt your feelings like it's almost like hey can we just get past that can we no because love always wants reconciliation but you can't have reconciliation if if we're the word reckon in and of itself means that we have to deal with what's present not 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 some ethereal things that we're talking about but real things that are right here that are present so in order for us to reckon and reconcile like we got to deal with what's here what's what's with what's right now but like there are a lot of younger Christians that are more mature than Christians that have been saved. So maturity isn't determined or based upon your age. It's based upon your willingness to say yes to Jesus. Yes, that's good. Yeah, and I, I feel like even we're going, I'm going a little off topic, but like even thinking about like my relationship with Christ, it's like for, for such a long time, like I thought like you had to be this certain age to like then you will reach like this like oh yeah i have this full understanding of who jesus is but like it's wrong and in like all the right ways because it's just like even now like you could have the most basic understanding of the gospel and like and like god can still speak to you in that and then even within like as you learn all this theology even as you learn all this theology it really only pushes you closer to jesus um so there's no age to do that you know and it's like it's you I don't know there's so much knowledge and there's so many layers to who Jesus is right and it's just like you can really only go through that with him like showing you who he is um through the word but also like through your experiences and through people like there's no way that you can get through life without dealing with people anyway like if if I was meant to just be alone with just me and Jesus for the rest of my life I would have my own world let's say he wouldn't have given you parents yeah like like I would just be and if that was what he desired then Genesis chapter one where he says it's not or chapter two where he says it's not good that man should be alone so and was was Adam alone? No, he had God. So God obviously enjoys the camaraderie. He enjoys the, the, the community that humanity shares amongst itself. But I'll just say this. You need humanity in order to grow. You need humanity. You need other human beings in order to grow in your relationship with Jesus, in order to grow. Like people say, I I, want to discover who I am. I need to know myself. 
You're never going to know yourself by going to an island and just being with yourself alone. There's something, there's a discovery of yourself that, that, that has human beings as a necessity attached to it. I can't discover me apart from we. And so to think that you can go on some crazy journey and just arrive to this self-knowledge all by yourself, it's, 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 it's a myth. And, and, and we like to say things like that and we like to even create that as an, as an option because what we're really saying is I'm afraid of being let down. I'm afraid of being hurt. I don't want you to hurt me. And it's just like, but if if God is love, and I, I'm about to preach for a second, but just hear me Go out. Ahead. If God is love, and, and love beyond what our brains can even comprehend, then God is the first person to know what hurt, what pain, what discomfort feels like. For God to look down and to see what's happening in this world every day, to see the pain that he never intended to happen, but we caused it to happen and we still do. For God to love with all of him, with all of himself, he is love. He's no stranger to hurt. Yeah, He's no good. stranger to pain. You know, so neither should we think we forget that too you know it's just like oh like god is this perfect you know all-knowing whatever like he doesn't get it like he doesn't get the fact that i'm hurt by he he probably doesn't even care that like this hurt me because all he's worried about is like the whole picture but it's like no god is in the details of your oh, life if he too. loves you then he totally cares yeah it's like the details make up the whole picture like he he knows everything you know yeah i mean think about it man like when I think about the amount of pain that's happening, the sex trafficking, the slavery, the 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 abuse, the the poverty, the manipulation, all the stuff that's going on in this world, and to think that God's heart doesn't break, like God's heart breaks, but yet He still has this ability to love even though it hurts. There's never a point where he's like, I'm walling myself up. I'm tired of being hurt. I'm done with being hurt. I'm done with humanity. No, love will always bring you through the, the, the pain and the hurt because you can't escape it. Love is connected to disappointment. Love is connected to hurt. Love is connected to pain. These are all things we want to run away from, but these are all <laughs> things that come with love because guess what? I love my children. They will disappoint me. I love my children. They're going to hurt me someday. They're going to do something stupid. I hurt my mom. I hurt my, you know, the, the, some of the people that poured and invested themselves into me. I disappointed them. Why did I disappoint them so much? Because they cared so much for me. They invested so much into me because they loved me. Yeah. And they were willing to do so. And they were willing to do so. So God is good. God is good. Any last thoughts on just church hurt in general? Uh, I would like to tell people like um, some practical ways to heal. I think one of the ways, and I'll, I'll start with a few ways not to heal. Don't surround yourself with people who have an attitude about church. Like I'm done with church. I'm done with those people. I don't need those people. 
if you find yourself in those types of circles and those types of conversations, get out because they're going to push you deeper and deeper and deeper into a pit that's going to get harder and harder to get out. So um, and I would also say it's okay to feel. It's okay to sit with the feelings, to sit with the emotions. It's okay to be honest with Jesus, tell Jesus what you feel, express to Jesus your disappointments, your hurts, your pains. But then I also think that it's okay to, if you need to go to therapy, go to therapy. Uh, if you need to take a break. Look at that. I know. If you need to take a break, be quiet, Sailor. <laughs> if you need to take a break, take a break. But d- hear me out. Never take a break from the faith community. Mm. You, we can talk. We can, That's a whole nother podcast about what church is and what church <laughs> isn't. But I would say this. You need the faith community. You need people that will encourage and inspire your faith, and they will help you heal. Yeah, because you can't be like, oh, I want to I want to figure out my life, and then just, like, dip out on everybody. Bye. Right, right. <laughs> but that's what I see, especially among young people. Yeah. Young people, I think that, uh, and, and, and I don't know, I mean, I'm young, but especially what I see in the the 20-somethings. What gen is, is that Gen Z or, I don't even know no, what gen it is. Yeah, It depends. It, it depends, right? But I see that especially amongst 20-somethings right now. Like, people who are in the age of 20-somethings, it's like the, 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 the answer is run. The answer is cut off. And I'm like, yeah. why is that? I don't really know why that is a cultural thing, but but that is like the the option that I see a lot of twenty somethings. It's like, yo, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, it's it's super easy to do that. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off. You had a list. He was going to practice. Yeah, you said I'm rapping, but that, I mean that <laughs> that's that those are those, really those are my things, man. Like, be honest, be honest with Jesus. You know, um, stay connected to the to the faith family. Um, whether that's your friends you have, family members you have, people who encourage your faith in Jesus. And um, and, and I would say, uh, yeah, like if you need to take a step back from the church organization, entity, whatever you want to call it, to heal from that. Because it's hard to heal in a place where you've been abused for so long. That's like telling a woman she not only needs to forgive her rapist but she needs to be friends with him like nah yeah like, sometimes you need to just dis- let it disconnect go. yourself yeah yeah and i think that's like one of the main things that we're i don't think we're saying like stay in stay in that church that's hurt you like if you're there like if you need to take time take time but still make sure that you have somebody who is connected to you through Christ who can encourage you in whatever way and even if you end up leaving that church it's okay you know sometimes you're just there for a season whatever but like just knowing that all these experiences are continuing to make you like a whole person in Christ is the main point like there's nothing else but that and you still need people to do that with i will go to my grave arguing that with people like i don't care you cannot do this like you can't do life alone there's no way yeah um but i appreciate you guys coming on thank you for having us yes thank you yeah so exciting um i just want to it won't be the last time yeah no definitely not Uh, I just want to close out this podcast, but I just want to remind anyone listening, like if you've been hurt by church or whatever, just know like it's not with with the most love in my voice. Like it's not the end of the world. Um, Jesus has more coming and just like allowing yourself to lean into that process of 
even healing through that is super important for you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You guys. Thank you. Love y'all. See you guys next time.